This is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. John the Apostle opens the curtain on a scene of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples in John chapter 13. The master who humbled himself to this menial task that night taught his disciples and us two important truths. First of all, daily cleansing from daily defilement of sin. Although we're completely cleansed in relationship at salvation, the need for unbroken fellowship hinges on confession and forsaking of daily sin. Secondly, he taught that when we humbly care for the needs of others, we're most like our Savior. He declared that he had given the disciples an example. He closed the lesson with these words, If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. I want to talk to you just a few moments today concerning this subject of the pursuit of happiness. The Bible has much to say about the role to happiness. Job declared, Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. The psalmist wrote, Happy is the people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Solomon the wise man wrote in Proverbs chapter 16, He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Simon Peter, in speaking to the persecuted saints, encouraged them by saying, But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. Today many seek happiness from a bottle, from amusement, from relationships, or some experience or circumstance. I can remember a catchy little tune that had everyone humming and everyone in a happy mood. Bobby McFerrin wrote it in 1988 with the simple thought, Don't worry, be happy. Although there were half dozen stanzas to it, the repetitive chorus was what stuck in everybody's mind, including my own. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. I ran across a quote by Lev Grossman that sums up the contradiction to this happy little song. Grossman stated, If there is a single lesson that life teaches us, it's that wishing doesn't make it so. Words and thoughts don't change anything. Language and reality are kept strictly apart. I learned years ago that life is not made up of dreams, it's made up of decisions. A Gallup poll revealed that although 60% of Americans have some feelings of happiness, only 4 out of 10 say they are they're living a satisfying, purposeful life. The single-minded pursuit of happiness appears to ironically leave people less happy. Who wouldn't wish to have a life of happiness? No problems, no disappointments, no struggles of any kind. Just daily peace and tranquility with physical and emotional enjoyment. My personal experience and understanding from Scripture that is that in this life, that's impossible. In this world, we'll have tribulation. Man is born to adversity. Job said it best. Yet man is born into trouble as the sparks fly upward. Yet we press on seeking happiness in unreasonable and unscriptural ways. Some have the misguided thought that happiness is the possession of wealth. The ancient King Midas wished all that he touched would be turned to gold. The legend has it that his wish was granted, 
and he nearly starved to death coming to realize what the scriptures process. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Alchemia, the medieval forerunner of chemistry, started in ancient Egypt, climaxed in Western Europe in the 13th through the 15th centuries as a belief that a substance could be found that would turn base metals into gold and silver, not realizing that the process would make gold just as cheap as the rocks of the field. I read where a jungle tribe would catch little monkeys by placing shiny trinkets in a clay jar whose mouth was so small that the little monkeys would be unable to remove their hands once they had clutched the trinket. Rather than give up the prize, they would simply submit to capture. So many are entrapped in believing true happiness comes from possessions. Others have chosen health to make them happy. The fact remains that disease and sickness and death invade these physical bodies in spite of all we are medical science in general can do. We certainly should care for our bodies as the temple of God, but God never intended for us to take these bodies that are acclimated to this earth into heaven. The Greeks held their Olympiads, Olympic Games. Ancient Rome had its Actian Games, established by Emperor August. In England, during the reign of Henry VIII, the sons of noblemen were advised to give themselves to sports and leave study and learning to the sons of the lower class. Still, we press on with our miracle drugs and our health supplements, our gyms, our workout stations, only to prolong the inevitable. The culture of the 1960s and 70s introduced freedom as the answer to happiness. With unbridled expression through rebellion and drugs and immorality in the rock culture, people who declared their rights and their disgust against being told what to do ultimately discovered as the prodigal son that the far country was not a very happy place. The conclusion of the matter is in discovering happiness is the difficulty in defining it. To me, the solution is the one word, obedience. The cloud over mankind's long history from Adam in the garden to today is simply this, disobedience. Obedience to God's precepts and principles and their application to our life issues will always produce happiness. Anne Sullivan wrote to a friend a detailed account of the struggle she was having with Helen Keller and what happened on one particular day. She closed by saying, I saw clearly that it was useless to try to teach her language or anything else for that matter until she learned to obey me. I've thought about this a great deal, and the more I think, I'm certain today that obedience is the gateway through which knowledge and love enters the mind. God has a perfect plan for individuals and families and churches and governments and all other entities. One would assume his plan would provide the very best avenue for happiness since he is all-wise and knows the, the end from the beginning. Given time and space, there is ample proof that deviation from scriptural principles always ends in heartaches and disappointments and unhappiness. Still, we press on with the outcome-based reasoning, assuming what has historically proven unsuccessful will somehow be different for us and will bring us happiness. You name any topic, breach any subject, raise any question, and you can find God's answer within God's Word. Follow it and expect to be on the road to happiness. Oh, thank you for listening today. 
Remember, this has been Jack Scallions, and I'm glad that I could come to you today with a few moments from my heart to yours. 